2: First down and 10 for the Raiders in real
4: trouble here. They're going to have to air it out vertically downfield at some point. We haven't seen that much today. Can't wait too much longer. Those quick outs to the sidelines won't suffice. Boyer's long pass of the day is 15
2: yards, and it's intercepted. Field drought. Over a year since the Bears won a game at
4: home.
5: Well, Jalen Johnson never got out of his backpedal. He was just shadowing Devontae Adams. Wasn't scared of him running by. We talked about those short underneath throws all game. He was sitting on it. You see, Coach Graham didn't love it. But Jalen Johnson
4: jumped on that comeback route, was all over it. Had no fear of Devonte Adams running by him.
6: We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on six
5: seventy. The score. Bears defeat the Las Vegas Raiders, thirty to twelve at Soldier Field, as mentioned in the clip from Fox. Bears hadn't had a home victory since September. 2022 over a year without a home victory that's a lot of bad tailgating i'll tell you <laughs> i tell you that right now um taking your phone calls getting your reactions to the bears game it's gabe ramirez and i mean really this is just a nice little chat session i really i've been letting people go long today i haven't even been cutting them short i've been like yo say whatever you want because, and I've been having follow-up questions, too. Usually, you know, just people just give their thoughts, and then you, you kind of move on from there. Um, but, but certainly want to hear what it is you have to say about this game. Tyson Bajan, of course, 21 for 29 on the day, had himself a game. Jalen Johnson, you just heard the highlight, one of two interceptions on the day, along with a pass deflection. Uh, Dante Foreman, a big game, three touchdowns. He had a sack from Justin Jones. Tremaine Edmonds got himself an interception. Uh, just just good stuff all the way around, and a good game for the Bears. Darnell Mooney had himself a couple of receptions. Just a good, t- good team effort. Of course, the Raiders were down a couple of guys. No Jimmy Garoppolo. Justin, or excuse me, Josh Jacobs got hurt um, in the middle of the game, so he himself uh, was unavailable. So, you know, they, they were without some weapons, but this is what you have to do. You still got to come out and beat a bad team because had you lost, it would have said more about the Bears organization than it would have the Raiders. You know, it would have said the Bears really in the doldrum, uh, losing to a team without some of their stars. But uh, Tyson Bajan most certainly came through with a bunch of plays. Uh, and I'm watching the second half or the first half, the end of the first half. We were talking about this uh, before, the, before the break. So Tyson Bajan, I'm watching it right now, 15 seconds. He gets sacked on the last play with 10 seconds left. That was Max Crosby's one sack. And then there was about nine seconds left on the clock. He comes back in and he makes that one throw. He you know veers to the sideline, uh, tries to get it out to, to Tyler Scott. That one falls short. And then the last play of the game, two seconds left, sure enough, Nathan Peterman comes in. Big arm, big arm Nathan Peterman rolls out to his left. And then yeah, they, he throws the ball. Why do they call it a sack and a fumble? Did he step out of bounds maybe? Because he definitely just threw the ball that I watched right there. So, interesting. But Nathan Peter coming in is hilarious. He, nobody was talking about that. At least I wasn't, or not in my circle. Maybe I fell asleep.
7: I think nobody talked about it because the game was already kind of out of reach at that point. They were just like, who cares? They're up by double digits at the half.
5: I care because I want my starting quarterback to be able to throw the ball 40 yards. Uh, Fair l- point. Let's go back out to the phone lines. 312 644 67 67. Let's go to Matt out in Chicago. So, Matt, the Bears win. Got to be feeling good on a football Monday.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, not only did the Bears win, but I also got the win on my fantasy. So I was really happy with that. Um, honestly, I was. I, I i I had to go to work at about three o'clock so I had I, I caught most of the game I watched most of it and then I listened to about the last ten minutes of the fourth quarter on the radio with uh, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer um all around I thought it was just a really good team performance I thought the team really uh you know they they decided they wanted to rally behind agents they wanted to you know Give 110%. I really thought that that was evident on the football field today. I thought the defense was flying around. They were making plays, you know, obviously with the three interceptions. Big shout-out to Jalen Johnson. You know, he's finally back and healthy, and we're starting to see the uh, effects he's having on the secondary. Uh, Jaquan Brisker also had a really nice game. Um, I think he had, like, 10 tackles or something like that going into the fourth quarter. Um, I thought they did a really good job just really putting the the defense in positions to make plays. And you got, you got to do that against a team like the Raiders. Um, they're, they're down they're you know, they're on their backup quarterback too. So, you know, I thought it was a game we had to have and we got it. Um, Tyler Bajan coming in, being clutch. That's all fine and dandy. Um, I thought he was really poised. I thought, The offense overall did a really good job converting third downs and just keeping possessions alive and slowly but surely moving the football up the field. You know, he was, he was taking what the defense gave him. I mean, obviously we know he doesn't have a cannon, so they didn't really have to worry about the deep ball, but despite that, they were still moving the ball down the field. Um, they got the running game going, which is something that hasn't really happened all year. Um, but yeah, all in all, I was really happy with the game. Um, Matt, let me
5: ask you this: Why do you like? Because obviously, everyone saw the, the the team playing, you know, inv- invigorating football. Right? They were they were motivated, most certainly. But why do why do you think that was? Right? Like, do you think it was because Tyson Bajan was the quarterback? Like, I'm not trying to cause controversy, right, or like stir the pot. But I'm, I'm trying to actually figure out a reason. Or do you think it's been momentum from the last couple of games and them, you know, putting together some good tape?
1: I think that definitely – uh, I think it's both, to be honest. Um, you know, when the, when the backup comes in, I feel like this, this is just a, a generalization with every football team, though. Like when, when you're starting – when your starting guy goes down and that's the leader in your football club, I feel like everybody just realizes that they have to kick it up a notch. They all have to start really going really hard and they really want to win the football game because now your leader's down. So now everybody has to step up. Everybody has to take a little bit more of the leadership role.
5: Yeah, I agree with that because I feel like everybody did step up, right? It wasn't just the offense. It wasn't just guys like Dante Foreman and, and DJ Moore. The defense stepped up as well. I mean, you know, Kyler Gordon got it, got him in the mix a little bit. How about that play from Jack Sanborn? A lot of people aren't talking about that. That tackle for a – Jack Sanborn always finds a way to be, be around the ball, doesn't he, Matt?
1: I – Honestly, I'm a big fan of Jack Sanborn. Um, he's, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily wow you with his like pure athleticism or anything like that, but he's just a, a hard football player. He he has a nose for going to the football, and he just he you can tell he just plays 110%. He gives it his all on every play, and I feel like as as long as you do that, you you tend to put yourself in good positions.
5: Yeah, and he most certainly did that. Thanks for the call, Matt. I really appreciate it. Again, Gabe Ramirez here on 670, The Score. Waking up with you guys on the Bears Football Monday, sponsored by Plumbers 911. Uh, most certainly something that we are all going to be looking forward to uh, because we have a great show lined up for you today. A lot of stuff happening here. Dustin Rhodes is going to be taking over after me, but that's not till 5 o'clock. We still got three more hours <coughs> of this stuff. And then... Um, so we got Dustin Rhodes, Molly and Hog. got DJ Moore, who we were just talking about. He's going to be on at 8, and then 9 o'clock, Brad Biggs, Olin Cruz is jumping on at 7 with the guys. Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder are jumping on at 11 and 12 with Bernstein and Holmes. And then Jalen Johnson, the guy who did get the, the interceptions, uh, he's going to be on with Parkinson's Spiegel at 5 o'clock today. Uh, but let's go back out to the phone lines. We're taking your calls. 3, 1, 2, 6, 67 six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's go to Stan out in the south side. Stan, what did you think about this Bears' performance? I
8: thought the Bears played an excellent game today. And first, first of all, I just want to say one thing, and then I'm going I'm to I'm tell you what I thought about the Bears today. Because this thing about a strong arm is overrated. Did you did you have you did you watch Jim McMahon play? Not enough. I would say. Not okay, enough. Jim did not, I'm going to give you a little but I,
5: Wait, wait, wait. Before you begin, I do remember, and I like, I like I said, I didn't watch him enough, but I do remember a bunch of bombs to Willie Galt. And so I do remember seeing some arm strength from Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon did not have a
8: strong arm. Phil Sims did not have a strong arm. I'm going to name you some quarterbacks that did not have a strong arm. Steve Young used to throw ducks all the time. Okay. All right, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I got
5: to stop you, though, Stan, because we're not going to compare Tyson Bajan to Phil Sims and to that. and Let to Steve say. Young, but well, you're you're throwing them out there as with finish? guys with not strong arms. You know what I'm saying? Can I finish? Okay, Can I finish? you're right. You're right. But I hear you. Know I hear what you're saying. Just we're gonna
8: have a nice little conversation. Even you, you look at the guys today. Does Brock Purdy have a strong arm? Does Tua does two have a strong arm? Yes,
5: Tua Do does it. have a strong arm.
8: His arm is decent. He does not have a cannon. He has a he, rocket. He he's, 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 when, when he he's was, when he
5: started the game last year against the Bears, going sixteen for sixteen to start the first quarter, those were lasers in the chest of Tyreek Hill. And he's and,
8: and, accurate more than a, a cannon down deep down the field. Is what I'm saying. What I'm saying a strong arm is overrated. Accuracy and timing is more important than a strong arm. Okay, that's that's what I want to say first. Okay? okay. Now the Bears today. What I saw today, the Bears look very physical today. I haven't seen a, a Bears team look that physical since Lovie's days. Okay, they ran the ball. Dante Foreman brought a very physical presence to the Bears game today. All you needed was a physical tight end in there, and that would have been that would have been perfect. It was something about the kid, Bajan, that brought juice to everybody that made the Bears play a more physical-style game today. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so why are we trying to take credit from the kid and say, say saying he's just a backup? Let the kid see. Let's see what the kid is, okay? Oh, okay,
5: hold on. Now, wait, 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 wait. No, because I, I love this conversation because I have been calling him a backup, and I know that's what you're talking about specifically. Okay. But my, my, my thing is this. There, there's no scenario, right? Zero. If you're the GM of the Bears, there's no scenario where you have two top 10 picks and you're not drafting a quarterback of the future, right? So you can say what you want about Bajin and, like, can he be a, like you you like if you try to compare him to Purdy the team that's around Purdy is night and day compared to what the bears have right so that's so, a good point right good point. So, so 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 we can't do that right and it's but, but when we're talking about Beijing it's like Beijing is the same as Justin Fields in terms of like the ceiling you know what i'm saying like can they be good yeah sure like you want me to give him more time fine yeah whatever but he's still not going to be a guy like I said, go look at the top eight quarterbacks in the NFL. That's not my point.
0: I agree. And that's my 100% point. About but that's that. my point, though.
5: But that's my point in okay. terms of giving him giving him more time or seeing what you got. No, it doesn't matter. You want to know why? Because he's still, no matter what, no matter how good he's going to be, he's never going to be a top eight quarterback in the NFL. So that's why you have to go draft somebody else. You have to go I draft never somebody. Said else. That. I, I know, but that's I what I'm saying. It. I'm not saying that you said I'm, that. Be, I'm, I'm they're telling they're you what I said.
8: They're definitely going to draft a
5: quarterback next year, no question right. about that. But I want
8: to I, – I, I, let's just focus on this year. Let's just focus on this, this season. Let's not jump ahead to next yeah. season. All right, you're not That's going to start Tyson
5: Bajan over Justin Fields. You're not.
8: It's just you... – oh, Okay, man. Oh, okay, okay. let me tell you this. Do you think Ibn Flus is going to get fired? No. You don't think Ibn you don't think there's no chance that he's going to get fired? I – no. For what happened. No, I don't. No. Okay. Well, I, I, I think it's a possibility that he could get fired. Okay, and I think it's a that he could get fired depending on how the Bears do for the rest of the season. Okay, if they if, if they stink up the joint for the rest of the season, then it's a great possibility he's going to get fired. Okay, this is my prediction. Uh, Ty, uh, Tyson Bagent will take Justin Fields' job before the season is out. It will happen because Eberflus is not going to want to keep losing all these games right. to go on his resume. I think it will happen. Now, next year is a completely different year. But I think this year, Tyson Bajan will take Justin Fields' job by the end of the season.
5: Yeah, I mean, that'll be it would be bad if that were to happen because then it would mean that it would diminish the trade value that you would be able to get from Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's in your best interest to let him play and have a couple of flash-in-the-pan moments, you know, just like he did against the Broncos, just like he did against the Commanders. Games like that that can make teams like the Atlanta Falcons with Ryan Pace, a guy who actually drafted him, maybe that would want to give up more capital in the event that Justin Fields plays well. So it would be the worst-case scenario for the Bears if Tyson Bajan yeah. takes over for for Justin Fields because then you ain't going to get anything for Justin. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you think it's going to happen? What? Do you think Bajan will eventually take a field job this year?
8: Do you think it will happen? No. I don't. You do So you. So you. So once Fields get healthy and he comes back, you, you don't think Tyson Bajan will get in the game? Will, will, will get in the game at all for the rest of the season?
5: I don't want to say at all because I don't know if Justin Fields is going to get hurt. But if Justin Fields right. is healthy for the rest of the season, let's assume that Tyson okay. Bajan is not you, touching the you know field, he,
8: and you know he's not going to be, and you know he's not going to be. He's not going right, to be healthy right, for the rest. Right. Right, of the season. right. Right. Sure. He will get. He so, will get hurt
5: again. Right. Right. But you're you're talking about in the event that they're both healthy, that that you're right. asking me, will Tyson Bajan take over Justin Fields? My answer to that is no. But it's multi layered, Stan. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, staying it, healthy, staying healthy is part of the job too. Right? If I, you can't stay healthy, your job will get taken. That's part of the job. Right? I get it. But but now but now you just keep throwing in caveats for everything I say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm like, what about this? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold up, and I'm like, well, nah, like, no, we no, I, I love I'm this guy. Listen, out. I'll be very clear, Stan. This is exactly why I said okay to the shift because I'm here for having conversations about the bears. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I'm, I'm it's, it's like, I'm talking about boys. This is no different. Yeah, I'm enjoying it's, that. It, oh, I'm enjoying that too. I, I enjoy listening to you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But this is how I talk like yeah. in, in real life to my right. friends, you know what I'm saying? So like, but, th- right. but this is what we need to be thinking about as bears fans. Right. And that's why this is a good conversation. We do need to be it thinking is. about a scenario where Justin Fields is hurt and he loses his, all of his trade value, right? Like, that might happen, right. right? We do have to think about a scenario where Tyson Bajan is the guy under center for the rest of the season in the event that something happens, whatever that might be, right? Or that's just like, that's it. I'm done with Justin Fields. I can't deal with this Tyson. Or or let's say, right? Like, let's let's really get crazy, Stan. Let's say Tyson Bajan wins on Sunday against the Chargers. Now,
2: exactly. we're, now we're really getting crazy,
5: <laughs> right? But let's say he does. Bears now got mm-hmm. three victories. Not You know, schedule is not... Too difficult, you know what I'm saying? And then let's say, Mm -hmm. let's say Eberfluss, like you said, maybe fearing his job is like, damn, I might be able to back, back do the moonwalk into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? With eight victories. I'm I'm just saying, saying, I'm saying, you know, (laughs) hey, 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 if we're playing the scenario game, let's play it, right? Let's play it. So, I mean, again, it's an interesting scenario, but I think ultimately, what's in the best interest of Bears fans is that Justin Fields. Is healthy. Justin Fields does go out and play and plays mediocre football, right? Like ends up five hundred for the rest of the season. That would be the best case scenario because then somebody's going to be because somebody's going to be like, of course, but I don't see that happening. I do not see that happen. But, but wait 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this, Stan. But you see that happening with Bajon? As far as what the, the, the Bears ended up five hundred for the rest of the season with Bajan? No. Oh, I can I see a scenario with yeah with, with that with Agent because I, well we have to see I don't right, know right, if he, right. I Vegas track record as far as he's
8: going to get hurt right. or what anything like that. Right. Justin Seal has has shown us that he's injury prone yeah. and he will get hurt because of his style of play. Yeah,
5: and it'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week, man. I appreciate the call, Stan. Those are the calls that I like. Two respectful people having good, healthy conversations, and not necessarily disagreeing with one another. But just having a healthy conversation. To me, that's that's what this shift is all about. That's why I'm glad you guys are calling in. The phone lines got a couple more open. Would love to hear from you. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios for a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. I got my legs up. I'm kicking. I'm chilling. Tyler Farringall's holding down producing duties today. So why don't you throw me somebody else, man? Let's go to Peter out in Lyle. Peter, so you don't, you don't, think, you don't think Tyson Bazins getting enough love out here? No, I don't think he is. Look, I,
3: I love Justin Fields. I think he's got all the talent in the world. Um, a, a little bit of his, uh, uh, dare I say, his short game can be a little lacking. He kind of misses guys that are doing a little, you know, coming out of the backfield, that kind of thing. He, he's not – and, and Bates has got a really great short game. He does get rid of the ball quick. I think a lot of people are complimenting the line today, um, but he did move around the pocket. I think if he would have held the ball a little longer, he'd have been sacked a bunch more times, but he's got a quick release. He, he's, he was really accurate today. There was like a third and five when they were doing that, that last drive um, that he threw that little uh, out to DJ Moore. That was perfect right on the yeah, sideline. Yeah. Um, Great throw. i, I Yeah, it was a great throw and it was a money throw. Like that kept the drive going. And and those are the kinds of things that sometimes Justin would miss because Justin's deep ball is amazing. I mean, he's definitely really accurate downfield, but they don't have enough time to get some of those those downfield plays going because, you know, the the pocket collapses and he's got to move around. But I guess I'm not saying he's better than Justin. I love Justin, but. I, I do think he could be a starter in this league. He could be another Kurt Warner type. You know, he's, he, he knows where he's going. He seems to kind of get an idea of um, what the defense is doing, and he gets an idea of where he wants to go. And I think a lot of why the line did well today was because he was getting rid of the ball. I think, I, think, I think he could be a lot better. And everyone's saying, well, we just assume that he's just uh, doomed to be a backup for the rest of his life. Well, I don't know. I, I went and looked at some college highlights of him. He can throw twenty, thirty yards. Um, he, he threw like he was on the run today, and he threw a couple balls with some some pretty good zip on them for being on the move without even planted. He just, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to take arm Peter, a couple times.
5: Peter. I don't want to take away from from Tyson Bajan's performance, right? I think if you're judging him on on the scale of of, 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 of NFL quarterbacks, he performs exceptional, right? No turnovers eight for 13 on third downs. Yeah, I think it was five for six himself on passes that ended up in five of them ended up in first down. I mean, just, just good stats all around, right? Like a game manager is great. Like it's what you want from a backup quarterback. I think I think the question that you'd have to ask yourself, Peter, is would you be then willing to pass up, you know, a top-tier quarterback because you do have the option to get him in this upcoming draft. Are you willing to pass on that for Tyson Bajas? Uh. <laughs> right, because that's, cause that's really what the question is, right? Like, I'm here for the Tyson Bajan love, and I'm here to, to like, praise him for what he did because we've been watching some really bad quarterback play here in Chicago. So the fact that we got, yes. like, competent quarterback play yesterday, like, that made everyone feel good. Like, ah, we do we can see a quarterback that knows how to play the position. That's great. But if you're then asking me to put up Tyson Bajan's career and what it can be, And in in lieu of one of the top three quarterbacks that are coming out of college, like to me, that's the part that I have an issue with, right? Because again, ultimately what I'm looking for, Peter, Peter, what I'm looking for, what I'm looking for, it's not Justin Fields. It's not Tyson Bajan. I'm looking for a top eight quarterback in the NFL. That's all I want because I want the Bears to win playoff games and I want the Bears to win a Super Bowl. And I know in order to do that, you got to have a top eight quarterback in the league. Yeah,
3: I, I would like to see what really any quarterback could do when they get this line stuff figured out, because if you give Justin Fields time, he will tear you up. Um, but he needs more time than Tyson does, I think. You know, Tyson's playing a lot of the shorter games he's getting rid of the ball quickly. If it doesn't develop immediately, he, he gets rid of it. And Justin's always looking for a big play, which I love. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, uh, you know williams is going to be the guy and didn't look good against notre dame um i would keep justin over him um because i I think if you if you put a a big front in front of justin Fields, he he would be amazing um i i just don't know if he handles the pressure as well i don't know if his short game is as efficient as tyson's um so I don't know. I you know I, I would love to see if if they block for him what what agent could do um, in in a game plan that didn't involve a lot of these short things. I mean he, he said himself today he's got a cannon. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So did his you college
5: know. coach uh, Ernie McCook. He was on six seventy the score this week, and he said he said that Tyson Bajan you know had a strong arm too. But you got to do those kinds of things, right? You got to you got to you know lift up your guys so that they can feel good. But again, Peter. First of all, you know, thanks for the call, and I and I, I want to make sure that that Tyson Bajant is getting enough love, and I think that we all we all are praising Tyson Bajant for the job he did yesterday, and I think that's okay, and I think that should be enough love to fill up his love tank. Great job this weekend. We love you for getting us a victory, like and showing us what a quarterback should look like. Like, thank you. But I think if. I don't think it's hating to be like, but your services, you know, will be concluded at the end of the season. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, I. We are listen to this. We have been just, just like the quarterback play for Chicago Bears over the last couple of decades has been so bad that we are willing to accept mediocrity. And I don't want you to do that. Did Tyson and have a good game? Yes. Did Tyson and win against a bad Raiders team? Yes. But am I then willing to, like, give up my Drake May dream? No. Because Drake – no. Come on. Because it's just – you got to have a top-eight quarterback. I can't keep – I just keep repeating that. Like, you have to have a top-eight quarterback – if you want to win playoff games in the NFL.
7: You think Drake may can be a top eight NFL quarterback?
5: I don't know. Right? Potential, that, you're saying. This is here's what I do know. If you want a top eight quarterback in the NFL, you better get one of the best ones that are coming out of the draft. That's what you know. Simple as that. You want to you, you gotta get a CJ Stroud. You see what I'm saying? He might not be a top eight quarterback right now, but I think a lot of people think he will in four years, right? And he, once he, cause some of these top top guys are moving on. So, again, if I want a top eight quarterback, and you're not going to develop a top eight quarterback, Brock Purdy's not going to be a top eight quarterback. I hear all the comps to Brock Purdy, but he ain't going to be a top eight quarterback in the NFL. You got to draft those guys. So my thing is, I'm not going to not draft a quarterback. And, and and whoever I draft, his ass better be better than Tyson Bajan. If I'm spending the number three pick on Drake May, number two pick on Drake May, or Michael Penix Jr., whatever the hell it is, they better be better than Tyson J- Bajan. You see what I'm saying? All right. More phone calls on the other side. I want to hear from you. 312 644 67 67. Tyson Bajan didn't get enough love for you. You want to give him some more? I will give you the airwaves of 670 to score to do so.
8: Um, trying to make sure that, that Tyson's in the best position to be able to manage the game and not put the entire game on his shoulders per se
7: Yeah, just uh, that's a great question. And really that's that was the whole thing we wanted it to do You know, we want him to have uh, you know good rhythm timing um, good protection um, You know don't let 98 wreck the game You know, so that was uh, the, all of our keys to victory were there, you know, and then distribute at the, the ball of the skill you know, and then when you were able to run the ball the way we were, then they're able to, you know, they have to come up and crowd the line of scrimmage. So that puts some good advantageous pass positions for us um, offensively. So um, overall, it was great by the – really good by the whole group.
6: We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score.
5: Bears win 30-12. We are here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday talking some Bears – Getting your thoughts. Phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Who's not getting enough love for you? Is it Dante Foreman? You haven't talked much about him. Is it Tremaine Edmonds getting his second interception in as many weeks? Is it Jalen Johnson uh, getting doubling his total for career interceptions over the weekend? Is that right? I, am I saying that right? He had one interception in his career. He doubled the whole time. That's wild. Shout out to him for that, though. You know what I mean? You got to be in the right place at the right time. You saw the man take off his helmet, go right up to the camera, pay me my money.
7: Seguing off that, can't wait to see what he says about it on Parkinson's Spiegel today at 5 o'clock.
5: Look at that. That's why he's a producer extraordinaire, Tyler Farangal there. Jalen Johnson will be with Parkinson's Spiegel, 5 o'clock. DJ Moore will be with Mullion Hall at 8 a.m. And Olin Kreutz will be hanging out with the fellas at 7 as well. So make sure you guys are here. When you're waking up a little bit later, uh, we will be talking beers all day today. Let's go back out to the phone lines, though. We've been having some good conversations today. Respectful conversations. Shout out to the overnight crew. I was talking to somebody before I get back out to the line. I was talking to somebody today at, <coughs> excuse me, Duffy's. And <coughs> he was talking about the overnight. I was like, yeah, I'm on overnight tonight. And he's like, oh, that's the old grabber. robber one. And I was like, dude, I see let I see Les Grobstein every day. You heard one of the callers earlier, Tyler, mentioned that I used to work at B96. And I used to do the morning show there for over a decade. And I would come in at, you know what I'm saying, 420, 430 every day. And I'd see Grobber every day. And he'd hold the door for me, because usually we were crossing paths, like right there. And he knew I was a big Bulls fan. And I mean, obviously, I do the Bears Unleashed stuff on Fox 32, but Bulls is my favorite team. Basketball is my favorite sport. And Les would always have amazing stories for me overnight. Hey, Gabe, Bulls yesterday. uh," And then he just just rattled off some story from, like, the 80s about the Bulls. And just he knew that I enjoyed them. He knew I enjoyed hearing stuff like that. So, you know, being able to be on an overnight, you know, filling in, as I'll say, for a guy that – you know, I respected greatly. Respected greatly. Was super knowledgeable. I'd always be listening to him on the way in to my shift. I wanted to hear what he had to say. Very witty, personable. You know, I I wish I had half the 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 allure that Les Grobstein has because it certainly lives on. So shout out to Les Grobstein. Rest in peace, brother. Hopefully, I'm, I'm doing you proud because I know you're listening right now, man. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines, though. Uh, let's go to Richard. And Lockport. So, Richard, finally, somebody coming in that's agreeing with me. Richard, I've been getting crap all day today because I'm like, it doesn't matter what either of these quarterbacks do. And you agree with that sentiment as well, right?
6: Smartest thing I've heard in months, Gabe. <laughs> finally, someone starts talking about things that make, make sense. You know, how how do you give an outgoing coach a number one draft choice to begin with?
5: Yeah. Yeah.
6: Then, a, then you go get fields. Then you bring in another coach. I don't know if you ever worked a job in your life, but uh, where, you, you know, things like that happen, it doesn't work out. never works out.
5: Right. You got to get – that guy's got to bring in his people. And that's more often He's than, bringing than his not people. what
6: happens. Or he goes. Yeah. And I personally think it's time for him to go. I hate coaches that say, oh, maybe I didn't have them prepared. That's your job.
5: Yeah, speaking of other jobs, yeah. we'd get fired if we said something like that, right? We wouldn't yeah, we absolutely. wouldn't have that job 100%. too often. Um but but Richard, let's talk about the quarterback position. I mean, let's let's talk about, you know, Justin Fields cuz you know, obviously, you know, you, you said neither one of them are going to be here next year, so zero importance to you. But I'm curious, your right. thoughts on Justin though. Like what what are your thoughts on him and, you know, where he's at in his career and and you know, what I what he can be?
6: All right, here's what I think about Chesterfield. The guy's definitely got some athletic talent. He showed the fact that he's running for his life on the Bears. That's all he's done. Nothing else. Period. End of story. I think they just trade him this year, get something for him right now. Two number ones, maybe. Maybe a one and a two. Something. Anything. Man. Take it. Who do you Take think who
5: you who do you think it. will be the starting quarterback for the Bears next year?
6: It's the Caleb. It's the Caleb Derby, isn't it? Yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean that's One what every, that's what everybody wants. I think don't I mean, you, I, Richard? I, I wish. I I, I I wish that the the answer for Justin Fields, right? Because he said he's he's always running for his life, and we saw it against the Minnesota yeah. Vikings, right? Snap was bad; couldn't even look downfield because he was too concerned with the the pass rush. And right. don't, don't you wish that the solution, right? Because I'm 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 if you listen to my show, I am about solutions, not problems, right? And I wish that the solution was then to get rid of the ball quicker instead of. To take off and run,
6: right? right? I, I think that's our design for that, right? What? What? Where's the next Kurt Werner? Where's the guy that comes out of nowhere that like got rid of the ball so fast? You know, to speedsters that you know it didn't make a difference. Where's that guy?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's 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 obviously a lot harder to do because the mold of the NFL quarterback is a lot different now than it once was. Right? Sitting in the pocket right. and completing passes is not necessarily what most people are looking for now. They want the guy that can do both. Right, that can get the yep. ball out quickly and be the athletic guy that can uh, be a threat with his legs. And we've all been wanting Justin Fields to be that guy. It's just, it, 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 again, it, it, I've been saying it consistently. It's it, it, he's good. He's, he's 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 good. He's like yeah. a he's better than the Joshua Dobbs, right, for the Definitely. Arizona Cardinals. Definitely. But he, but he's not. Yeah. But he's not top ten material, and that's that's fine. It's okay. It's, it's not, no no shade, bro. You got to be on the test. You didn't get an A. Don't cry about I it. There's
6: only. There's only a dozen people that can manage an NFL team, correct?
5: That well, right, that well. I think and that's something or, that is he
6: in that top 12?
5: No. Right. I mean I will say this, I was disappointed that Tyson Bates didn't uh, uh not disappointed. Let me let me let me walk that back a little bit. I felt there was a moment in the game Richard where it was the two minute drill end of the first half, and I remember looking at Corey Wooten, he and I were watching the game together yesterday, and I remember looking at him and saying This is a huge test for Tyson here, right? We know he can manage an offense. We know he can move the ball between the 20s. But what's separating everyone else is, can you put points on the board at the end of a half? And he had the opportunity to do it, and I was really bummed out that he couldn't come through and and get the Bears in field goal range.
6: Right, crunch time. That yeah. extra three points you pick up, like from afar, that um, you know, manage a team. How about you? Sometimes you see some of the craziest things, like uh, Miami tonight going out there and they uh, uh, don't have a play called, you know, the, uh, off coming off of a kickoff. Yeah. yeah. Is that pro football?
5: Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes take those things. Off. Yeah, they had to take. A, I mean, it reminds you of it reminds you of like the Bears of of, of Nagy, where there was constantly. Uh, there was there was consistently a, a timeout being burned in the first half because of poor communication or inability to get the play in quick enough. So those those kinds of things definitely smart. Uh, Richard, feel free to call in, man. If you got another thought, anything sparks up because I do I, I would have liked to talk to you a little bit more about Coach Eberflus. I know you mentioned that you didn't necessarily care for him, or you know he thought he's going to be on his way out. And Stan, who was in calling earlier. You know, he asked me, do I think Iriflu is going to get fired? <clears throat> no. No. Why? Because polls. you can say what you want about, you know, the organization putting three guys in front of polls and, and allowing him to make his call there. And like, oh, it wasn't his guy. But Poles is still a a, a human being who's a GM, who still thinks, nah, but I still, I still hired the guy. And I still think he's good. I wouldn't have hired him where I wouldn't have picked him if I didn't think he was good enough. So you still have that. That 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 desire to prove yourself right, and to move on from Iberflus, I mean, like, could it be possible? Sure, yeah, anything's possible. It's the NFL, right? Especially if you poop the bed and, and lose another eight games in a row or something like that, right? And he doesn't feel like you're 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 preparing the men that are in that locker room consistently, week in and week out. Yeah, sure, but I think that's a small small prob- probability that that happens. So I, I think that to me is is the thing. I think you, you just keep it, you let it be there, and then, you know, just let it be what it is. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Casey in Manhattan. All right, Casey, what do you think about the future of Justin Fields and where he's headed? So
9: I called in a couple of weeks ago and told you that I'm a huge Ohio State fan and no one's happier than me when the Bears drafted Justin, Right. He, this is year three, right? He's still having trouble processing uh, different defenses, and it seems like he's a great deep ball thrower, but he can't hit the intermediate throws where, you know, a good quarterback hits all the time. Um, I don't know what the Bears do from here uh, going forward. They're going to have a high draft pick. I don't know if Poles is going to try to buy himself another four years and draft a rookie quarterback or what his plan is. But the direction, I don't, I don't know where the bears go from here.
5: You said, you said buy another four years, Casey, uh, what do you think about the job that polls has done so far?
9: Well, the clay trade uh, was an absolute failure. I think polls has done good uh, capitalizing on Carolina's first home pick uh, next year's second and DJ Moore. I thought that was a good trade. Um, the Claypool one, um, like said that one already.
5: Said that one already. Yeah, one already. yeah like, I'm just, um, <laughs> i I think I think he's done. PJ Walker signing. Than- I'll help you out. PJ Walker signing. Right, letting him go yeah. at yeah. money's yeah. there. Right, Deontay Foreman. You signed him and just had him inactive because you wanted to believe in Roshan Johnson. Right, but we're seeing that Deontay Foreman should have been playing and getting getting reps from the very yeah. beginning. Right. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. For, I'm here for a lot of these guys here. Valus Jones, Valus Jones. Let's 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 pile, yeah. let's pile on, right? Let's, let's call it what it is. Uh fair enough. I like Darnell Wright. I like that pick. Like Darnell Wright, would have liked the Jalen Carter over him, but I'm sure that wasn't a, a Ryan Poles thing. That was bigger than him. I'm sure. I'm sure that was bigger right. than him. So so Darnell Wright, like the draft pick, can be solid for a little bit. Jaquan Brisker was nice, most certainly when we're thinking of the positives, I was, I was leaning on the bads with the valises and stuff, but, but I'll say this. And I, and I do want to give, give some grace to Ryan polls. Um, the Claypool trade. Remember we're, we're looking at it a year removed and, and, and seeing what, how it's played out. And so we have that luxury, right? But in, 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 in real time, Justin didn't have a DJ Moore, He did have Equinemia St. Brown and Dante Pettis and a bunch of other bad wide receivers. and, and, The Packers wanted Chase Claypool, and the Bears were hoping that he could be someone that Justin Fields could throw the ball to because they didn't know what the answer was going to be. There was a terrible free agent wide receiver crop that was coming out, and the wide receivers that were coming out in the second round weren't necessarily guys that were going to change your team either, right? So he took a shot. I do love the fact that he took a shot. He didn't know the Bears were going to have the first pick in the draft and it was going to be a 32nd pick. He didn't know Chase Claypool was going to be a prima donna that wanted 13 targets a game. Right. So so the in hindsight it's bad. In real time, it, it I thought it was actually really good. Um, the Carolina trade proved himself there. We cannot, you know, deny that. I mean, that was just a great trade overall, especially, you know, knowing that you weren't gonna take a quarterback and that you, you were thinking about it. You know, he was thinking in advance of twenty twenty four and what that would look like. Um, Kyler Gordon, I like him. You know, I I, I, I wish there were a couple more starters out of the draft or a couple more at least difference makers um but but i i say all that to say casey that i do have faith in ryan poles i i, I do i do have faith in him right like we have to give him some grace for being a new gm he's going to make some mistakes that's what he's going to do but i rather him have been aggressive and make a mistake than have been than have sat back not done anything to help the football team
9: yeah i mean i like i you know we didn't talk about Dexter or pickens you know i wish yeah. they would play more but same you know it's Um, Can I touch on one thing? Yeah, please. Um, So I'm going to show Bajan some love here, but we all know he's not the starting quarterback. (laughs) It would be nice if we can develop our own backup quarterback that's familiar with the system, whether, you know, if Justin's our quarterback and he goes down on injury, whoever the quarterback's going to be in the future, it'd be nice to know that we have a backup quarterback that can at least know the system, and it's not like, oh, you know, we're going to lose this week because we got a backup quarterback.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 to me is something that we've never seen, right, for the nope. Chicago Bears. We we might have drafted, like, some fifth or sixth round guy that ends up getting cut anyway and doesn't even make the practice squad because they bring in some wily vet that knows the system better than him. So, like, no one ever ends up sticking, right? And then, like, whoever gets drafted early, like, a, you know, Mitch Trubisky or uh, Rex Grossman, there's just pressure on them to be you Know the best quarterback in the league, and if not, we got to move on from you. So, so yeah, it'll be cool to see a guy like Bajan kind of stick around and someone that that is capable, right? If we're, if we're willing to give money like Chase Daniel, right, to, to be capable, why well, we could do that for Tyson Bajan, most certainly, especially when he's on this deal. So, uh, yeah. but but who's gonna be the starting quarterback for the Bears next year? <laughs>
9: That's what I was gonna ask you. I don't know. I love Justin, I, I just there's so much you know, he's been in the league now for three years and it's just, he's so inconsistent. I don't want him to be so good, but I don't know. I mean, if, if polls has number one pick, I mean Caleb Williams has his flaws too. We've seen the last two weeks, you know, what he does in college is not going to work in the NFL. He's got a great arm and he always keeps his eyes downfield, but his footwork and all the time he gets in the pocket, he's not going to have that in the NFL. He runs like Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel didn't do anything in the NFL. Tyler Murray got figured out when he runs around. It just, there's question marks on Caleb too. I don't know if you stick with what you have and try to build around it. I I don't know. I have no idea. That's what I was going to ask you.
5: Yeah, it's it's. uh I think obviously a lot of people in the last couple of weeks are <clears throat> saying that you know Caleb Williams isn't some angel that is you know <laughs> without imperfection, right. right? I think that's something that they're they're realizing. He he's little smaller in stature, um, but again, it, it just he's 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 You got to remember, these guys are going to be, like right now, in the beginning of their career, they're not playing with their peers, right? They're playing with the best of the best that have grown-ass men that have been in the league for for a handful of years and understand things, right? But that's why you get a guy so that that way when he does come of age and he is playing against his peers, he's performing the same way that he was in college, which is dominating the competition that is equal to him, right? And then that's the hope. With a guy that you draft early in the in the in the, in, the uh, in that order, and hoping that he can be a franchise guy for you, but it's going to be interesting. I think that's what we're. I think that's what we're all going to be looking for is, is who is going to be that starting quarterback for the Bears next year? Because it, I, I mean, I'll say this: the starting quarterback, like week one next year, it will be Justin Fields. Yes, that's like what I like. Well, come on, don't be ridiculous. It's going to be Justin Fields. And the Bears are going to be carrying three quarterbacks. It'll be Justin, Tyson, and whatever rookie they get. And hmm.
7: What do you think has to happen in order for Justin Fields to not be the starter week one next year?
5: These are good questions. This is what this is I like what you're doing here, Tyler. Tyler Farringal producing right now. What has to happen for Justin Fields? Not to he needs to be he'll be traded. That would be one. So that would need to happen. Like,
7: it, it, does he do something like? Does he really, right. really screw no, up no, does no, he no, get no, hurt? No. Like... no, no,
5: no, 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 no. If Justin Fields is on the roster next year, he will start Week One. No one will supplant him. Tyson Beijing will not take over the job from Justin Fields Week One. No, that will not happen. And nor, nor will the incumbent rookie. Neither one of them will be will take Justin Fields' job if he's on the roster. So he doesn't start if. He's traded, but then the Bears would have to be so bad to trade him away and like give the keys to, you know, Caleb Williams, let's say. But you wouldn't want a rookie to start week one. It's just bad. You're starting all over again. Yeah, well, just that and it's just bad, right? And then like Beijing you just let him. Because Bajan's like, I went to a Halloween party over the weekend and my friend had three kids and his oldest is only seven. And he did, like, something super nice, and I pointed it out. And my my friend goes, oh, yeah, he's the old man. He's the old man of the group. He's like he's he's already a dad. That's what Tyson Beijing could be. We're like, oh, he's already a professional quarterback. He understands how to study. He buys into the scheme. You know, you could throw any play at him, right? Like, But he's doing that as an undrafted rookie. So, you know, could he be that guy for a rookie next year that comes in? It could be the case. K. Ramirez here on 670, the score. Taking your phone calls, 312-644-6767. I mean, a lot of thoughts, but the question now, what once was, uh, does this mean that it's Justin Field, that he is the problem? That's how we started the show. Right now, it's it's, it's who do you think is going to be starting next year? Week one, who's starting next year? Tyson Bajan? Is he going to continue on this little rise and the Bears are going to move on from Justin? Is there going to be some rookie? that you like Caleb Williams or somebody else or will it be Justin Fields? 312-644-6767. Let's go to David out in Elmhurst. David, when you're looking at this draft, who are some guys that you like?
4: Well, first off, I think everyone says Marvin Harrison Jr. should be the first pick, but I really like uh JJ McCarthy from Michigan. I think he will be a great pick, you know, later on in the draft. I think the kid's accurate. I think he run pretty good, and I just think he'll probably be a great project, QB, in the future.
5: Yeah, I uh, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., I think without question, people can see that he's a standout talent, and he can help out any team. I think that's why he'll certainly be at the top of the draft. J.J. McCarthy, I got to be honest, I got into a conversation with someone uh, earlier at the bar, and I'm not a J.J. McCarthy fan at all, actually. Uh, I, I, I thought the competition was fun between him and K. McNamara, I mean, obviously, Cade not doing much at all, you know, at Iowa this year. But I, I like Z McCarthy, but it's not like he was a guy that was, that was dominating, you know, er, you know, any other year before that. He wasn't playing, you know, like lockdown football. What makes you so high on him right now? Like, what have you seen that makes you think that he can be that?
4: Well, I mean, he makes – he's actually – he goes through his progressions pretty well. He's very accurate if you look at the Michigan games. And then one – the pocket starts collapsing. He's cool in the pocket, but you remember if you watch uh, Caleb Williams a couple games. I mean, his pocket so clean. So I mean, it's. I mean, I rather just go with JJ McCarthy just because I mean he he goes through the progressions and he's cool under pressure. Yeah. Caleb Williams, I don't think you know when he starts seeing that line collapse, he, he starts panicking. And then he, is he really going to be successful going from a really great team to the Chicago Bears? No, I think uh, McCarthy will probably have a better. Situation because he's used to that pressure. Yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams. If he
5: went to the Bears, he most certainly would be thinking that uh, he'd be playing with the same level of defense because his defense is trash at USC. Uh, That we know. Uh, Jay Z McCarthy. Actually, David Tyler. Let me get David for one more question. Lift him back up again, Uh, David. Let me ask you this: Do you think the Big Ten is a good conference?
4: I mean, I guess all depends on who's who's uh, who's in that quarterback. Okay. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing,
5: Okay, be I, I hear you, I hear you. I'm just saying, because outside of, like, Ohio State and Penn State, Big Ten, ugh, I mean, you're going to have a clean pocket against Michigan State, especially this year with the, the, the drama surrounding Mel Tucker and such. I mean, they're not even focused, let alone trying to, you know, get to the quarterback. But, I mean, J.J. McCarthy, I, I get it. I see the athleticism. I, I understand why you would be enamored by him. I, I literally got into an argument, not an argument, a disagreement uh, with a guy at the bar today. And he was high on JJ McCarthy. And I just was like, what? I was like, no, he, he was crapping on Caleb Williams and praising JJ McCarthy. And listen, all I can tell you is this last year. I was knee deep in college sports. so I saw all these games. JJ McCarthy saw all his games last year, Caleb Williams, all of them last year, this year, the same thing, able to watch these guys. And I'm just like, when did we fall in love with these people? Like, because nobody was saying this stuff last year about J.J. McCarthy. And Caleb Williams obviously won the Heisman. But some was saying that it was a result of, you know, like an injury to Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, who is now with the Detroit Lions. Things like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's he, everyone's on the Caleb Williams is the greatest thing I've ever seen bandwagon. I don't know, man. It's interesting. But that's why we're asking the question. It could be J.J. McCarthy. It could be Caleb Williams. It could be Justin Fields or Tyson Bajan. Who do you think? Is gonna be starting for the Bears uh next week. Uh we're talking to Isaac out in LA. Isaac, you're gonna be at the Bears Chargers uh, next week? Me too, bro. I'm going out there to check, catch a game.
10: Yo, uh do you have better seats than I do? Because we should uh we should talk after at some point.
5: Uh no, nah, I'm in the, I'm in the nosebleeds, man. I, I get the cheapest seat and I just tailgate. That's where I have the most fun, Isaac. That's my best part.
10: Well then I then I then I might run into you because I'll be up there too. Man. Slide on <laughs> me, man.
5: Follow me on IG and then I, I'll let you know where I'm at. So talk to me about this Bears Bears game, man. Over the weekend, what'd you think?
10: Okay, so I mean, it was. I texted a bunch of my boys back at, but bunch of my boys back at home. I was like, this game feels different because it it just felt different. It looked different, you know. Yada yada yada. We watched it, but what I was saying to the person on the phone earlier who, like, pushed me through was, this is all about coaching. We are framing these conversations, I think, a little bit, at least for what I feel like, it's, it's being framed a little bit. I mean, because the fact that the quarterback is the most important position and the Bears have just never had a great quarterback, but it's about coaching because I think about this constantly. When have you ever seen a bad coach win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl? You okay, don't. You okay. see bad quarterbacks. Trent Dilfer has won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson's won a Super Bowl, but you've never seen Jeff Fisher win a Super Bowl. Like, and Jeff Fisher is the <laughs> damn I, shots fired. I hear you though. <laughs> I know, but I pick on him specifically because Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. I want Justin Fields to succeed. I don't think he's going to succeed under this regime because Matt Eberflus is not a great. He's not a good head coach. He's a guy that is there, like. When, when Matt Eberflus got introduced during, like, his press conference, what do you remember? You don't remember anything about that. We remember Dan Campbell because he was talking about biting knees and ankles and stuff, and he turned out to be exactly who he was. He was a good head coach. Matt Eberflus is just another guy in the middle who's going to be gone at the end of the year, hopefully. And I think that is very important because, because like I said, because I live out here in L.A., I saw firsthand a guy who – was a first. Was the number one overall pick. Was left for dead because his coach was terrible. Jeff Fisher and Jared Goff. They brought in Sean McVay. Sean McVay took him to the Super Bowl. He got rid of him because he, you know, because you know, whatever. But he didn't fit his system. But he put Jared. He put Jared Goff in a position to do what he could do well. And that guy took them to the Super Bowl. And they could have won that Super Bowl if he didn't miss that pass. You know, yada yada. And so. That's what I'm saying with with Justin Fields. All right, but hold on.
5: Let me ask you this, coach. Isaac. Let me ask you this, right? So yeah. you're telling me that if Justin Fields has a you know top ten coach in the league or whatever, then all of mm-hmm. a sudden they're they're when he's like he's just he's he's Patrick Mahomes. No, he's not Patrick. No, he's not Patrick
10: Mahomes. He's Josh Allen. I'll, I'll say this. No, he's, he's not Tua. Josh Allen. But if you if you <laughs> give me a count, you, you okay. You give Justin Mahomes Sean McVay. He is Jared Goff under Sean McVay.
5: Okay, okay, I don't mind Jared Goff. I, 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 I could win some games with Jared, Jared Goff, dude. You if okay. you are Jared Goff under Sean McVay, you go to the Super Bowl. You did go to the Super Bowl, right, 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 right. Okay, I I I I'm here for the I'm here for the thing. I, I guess my biggest complaint about with Justin in, in, in that conversation that we're having right now, Isaac, is that yeah. I think even if he has top tier coaching. That he still Uh isn't a top 15 quarterback in the league. That's that agreed. Like he'll be 16, he'll be 16, right? He'll be just like Jared Goff, 16, 15, 16, you know what I'm saying? 14, 15, 16, but he's not, you know, the best. So it's like, and that's just my one. But is it,
10: but, but is that, but is that is what you're saying about Justin Fields, about where he could be. A product of the fact that for the first two and a half years, he had terrible, terrible coaching around him.
5: Top I think. I think. And- I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I, but I also think that regardless, after three years, I'd still probably be ready to move on from Justin Fields, regardless of the coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
10: Do you think? Do you think that Justin Fields? I know I'm supposed. You're supposed to be asking me the questions. No,
5: do you
4: think no, Justin? Like
10: do you think Justin Fields? Do you think Justin Fields is, I guess, "quote unquote," salvageable? Like, if he would be in a better, if you put him in a
5: better situation, if
10: you put him in at, put him in Atlanta or LA, because that's why I think the sleeper
5: team is the right. Right, right, right. I, I, I hear what you're, I hear what you're asking though. I hear what you're asking though. Like, can he be successful? if he were in a, a better situation? Again, I go back to this. I am not saying Justin Fields is trash. That's foolish. He's not. Justin Fields is actually good. But good isn't good enough in the NFL, and that's my big point with Justin Fields. So, so can he be good? Sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Great. But can he complete sixty-five percent passes? Can he get you points in the last two minutes of a, of a of a half? Can he can he bring your team from behind to win a game? Can he? Put the team on the back. Can you win because of Justin Fields consistently? That's what the thing that I, I don't I don't think that's the case. And I think, you know, again, if I'm trying to get to the promised land, I got to get somebody uh, a little bit better than Justin Fields. All right, but that's why we're taking your phone calls. Phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Uh, talking about Justin Fields. Thoughts on him. Thoughts on Tyson Bajan after the big game. Uh, but we're taking your calls as you guys uh, get an opportunity to sound off. Bears beat the Raiders. 30 to 12, and we're talking about it on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The
0: Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,